7.30 The Game, ESPN Charlotte presents The Shoot, hosted by yours truly, Vincent Pride and Alex Yavarsky. Alex, what's happening? How's it going, man? Going great, man. Big sports news on, and as always, excited to talk about it with you, Vince. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Of course, the same here. We love talking sports during, during this pandemic. Uh, we'll get more into that as well. But first, we'll start off with our 7.30 The Game ESPN Charlotte Top Stories of the Hour. Start off in college football. Alabama and Ohio State have decided to play a set of home-to-home game series beginning in the year 2027 and 2028. So that should be for some interesting times there with Nick Saban, if he's still there. Also in college football news, the Texans, excuse me, not the Texans, but the Texas Longhorns has reportedly had 13 players that have tested positive for coronavirus, along with 10 more in isolation. Um, The players who have tested positive were actually brought back on June the 8th for official practices. And the season is still looking grim for Major League Baseball. The union recently proposed a 70-game season to the owners, of course, with full pay, that will begin July 17th through September the 30th. It will be a 70-game proposal. Uh, Recently, the players submitted a 60-game proposal for full pay. The owners declined. So, Alex, I hope we have some baseball this season, but it's not looking good right now. And those are your top stories on 7.30 The Game. ESPN, Charlotte, The Shoot. So, wow, man, we got a... We got a major story. That's that's huge news in baseball. That is huge news. I did see that new um, proposal that they they put out with a seventy game season where they would pay players a full prorated salary. And me personally, man, I would mm. love to see MLB baseball back in action. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. We're here in the local Atlanta Braves market, so. It should be, you know, exciting times. We should be in the middle of baseball season, but things are tough because everyone's got to be on the same page. And, um, you know, right now it it just seems like there's too many, you know, kinks to work out. But I I was watching some Premier League soccer yesterday. I think it was Manchester City versus Arsenal. And just to see, you know, some form of sports, it's like, man, I... I'm not even the biggest soccer fan, but this this is just cool to watch some live action right now. Even without the fans, you know, in attendance, it's like, you know, I mean, the players are still out there battling against each other. So, you know, I, I used to think, you know, it's not going to be the same without the fans. It's not going to be the same without the fans. But, you know, I mean, the battle is what we're watching, two teams squaring off against each other. So I'd love to see it. But you're right you're right you know it's 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 tough it's tough to get it done and huge news going on right now but it's just so weird man I don't know you know it, no one knows and it, it's just kind of one of those things you have to wait and see um but I I don't know I mean why not just my personal perspective is scratch these seasons I mm. it, it's, it's a hot take scratch these seasons baseball you're cutting the season from 162 games down to 70 games obviously I set it up front I would love to see the players back in action playing ball games against each other but there there's some serious things going on right now with this virus and you know um it's shut down a lot of things so why try to force you know like the NBA not to switch topics but they're they're making a makeshift season I mean and trying to come back it's it's just odd to me and I, I I would rather see it come back in full swing the way we saw it in the past times but it's just one of those wait and see moments and the elephant in the room is obviously the COVID virus you look at the in Orlando I saw a story yesterday the Orlando airport where over 200 employees have been exposed to COVID-19 not in a week but since the I guess since it started we want to say back in March That's 250 employees at the ninth busiest airport in the country. The NBA players will be traveling via plane there or however transportation they get there. And then you have to worry about 
isolation. There's so many moving parts that changes every day because the reports are on a on a consistent basis that the virus is growing. The virus is expanding again. Is it because of the phase ones in some states? You know, you have states of Texas, Florida, California, Oklahoma. These states have double digit increases in the in the virus. It just so happens. Uh, we mentioned it in the top of the hour with Texas, the University of Texas players. Some One linebacker tweeted, he does not feel comfortable at practice. Imagine how you would feel playing against another team. So it is, um, and, and, back, and rounding back the story again to baseball, I mean, obviously you, what's this saying? You kind of see the, the real truth you comes out during pressure. Now, I don't know who to blame, and I'm not trying to blame anybody, but you have the owners who are paying the players. Obviously, there will be a modified season, period, at the end. Should the players request full pay? Because it's almost like hazard pay because you're out there exposed while on the field or while on the court. And should the owners say, yes, you should. As a matter of fact, you should get double pay. Because you are essential. Would you call yourself an essential worker if you're providing entertainment to get people's minds off of what's going on in the world? And, oh, by the way, I might get exposed myself. Is that not considered almost hazard pay? So is it is it fair to request a full salary uh, request based upon the significance and the, and the possible exposure you will receive? There are so many questions. And... And I, I understand the owners and the players, MLBPA and their owners going at it, trying to come up with something. But overall, when it's all said and done, you got to look at the long picture, the health and safety of of people. That I go back to that. Uh, the health and safety of people are the most important thing right now. We can't be selfish. We can't be uh, at ease because these guys and young ladies are out there in their professional forum performing for us while we're in the safety of our homes. So you have to look at it that way. It is a risk. To me, it is a risk. To me, it is not essential, but if they're going to do this for the benefit of their profession, there has to be some type of compromise by the owners because they're out there sacrificing their time and they have families as well. They have to go to at the end of the day. So it's like I said, I mean, I'm sure those are some meetings that I'm sure are very, very interesting to say the least. I mean, I can I can only imagine if Major League Baseball is having this type of issue. And and I would be honest with you. Like I said, it is it to me, it's hazard pay. You're out there amongst this unknown type of thing. There's no vaccine as of yet. So you have to look at it that way. So it's just one of those things that, you know, you have, I understand the players and I understand the owners. You know, I, I look at it from an owner's perspective. I look at it from a player's perspective. How is, how, how is, how important is it to you? Is it worth doing what you're doing? And what if one guy, a major star of Mike Trout, uh, you know, I see all the guys tweeting yesterday, you tell us when and where we're ready. You know, it's a good sign that the players want to play, but for certain sports, it's kind of like, what if one player, a major star wants to sit out? I mean, yeah, major stars get hurt in sports all the time. So you could look at it that way, but it just wouldn't be the same with, with certain players, mega stars sitting out you know, because they don't feel comfortable. So that's that's my take on it. Why not just restart once we do get a vaccine, once we're more in the clear and we can get a regular season going instead of trying to do with makeshift seasons. But that's my hot take on it. Well, that's a good hot take, too. And, let's, and since we're on the subject, we talk about stars being infected. Let's go to the state of Texas. Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys players on both teams have are currently in a COVID uh, illness. One You're trying star, to go on with business as usual. Texas, the 
the college football team, the Longhorns of Texas, you know, 13 players testing positive. Like you said at the start of the show, there's just so many issues, you know, one I, guy gets it. You shut the whole. You have to shut everything down. I mean, right. I.E. Right. and going, we're going to go ahead and mention it. I mean, it was reported yesterday uh, by Adam Schefter, ESPN reporter, that uh, Dallas Cowboy running back. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott tested positive yep. for coronavirus. Now, this is, and, 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 and I'm not Dr. Fauci. I don't claim to be. Luckily, I've had relatives, close relatives, pass away from this virus. It's obviously, I have heard it's respiratory. It involves your respiratory system. As a football player, as a basketball player, as any athlete, you are on the move, breathing heavily. How would this affect a main, not just a major NFL star, but from from an offensive lineman, a defensive end, from a cornerback, from a safety. I mean, it's going to affect their performance, not just for uh, six to eight weeks. We're talking a season, if not a career. So now, where do you go? You know, it's it's this is something that we don't have a playbook for. We haven't experienced this in my lifetime, and we just need, I really think we need to just stop everything, create a guaranteed virus or a vaccine or something that will work to prevent it or help to recover from it, and then we can go on. But going out there, I just, uh, I, I, I think about, I think about the players, college players, I think about high school players uh, and it's just it's it's at risk it's at risk right now do we love to would we love to see some sports absolutely absolutely and you and I would love to do broadcast uh, high school football games as well but there is a large chance that somebody's child will be infected and God forbid may pass away from this so that risk is huge we have we have over 120,000 reasons why this is huge. That's the number of deaths in the United States alone, the highest amongst the world. So we just have to keep holding on until we come up with a solution. We have no solution for this. I, I think we may be jumping the gun a little, Alex. I, I hate to say that as much as we... As much as I'm the biggest college football fan, the biggest NFL fan, NBA, I am a, we, you and I are huge sports fans. This is what we do. But I am not at the, to that point yet where it's like, okay, guys, get out there and do it. We miss sports that bad. No, I'm out there. You have to think logically. You have to think logically. And 120, 150 reasons, 150,000 reasons. Because you have 150,000 residents or 120 or 30,000 residents in the United States alone that have died from this from this virus. That puts everything in perspective. Absolutely, it should put everything in perspective. And you don't have anything that can slow it down or stop it. I get a headache, Alice, I take an aspirin. So that means if I'm playing, I take an aspirin, it's good, right? You, right. break, you break a leg, you have surgery, you have, a, you can, okay, I can be back in eight to nine weeks. There, we don't know. We don't know how this is going to affect an individual. It affects you, obviously it affects you by race, which means not so much by race. Let me stop right there and correct myself because I don't want to hear, oh my God, he's going there. No, it doesn't affect by race, but it does affect everybody. People react to it differently. We react to it differently, okay? So it is something that I, I I just I just hope that the medical profession continues to do a great job as they have they as they have been doing and providing us with information and hopefully we can have something very soon because Dr. Fauci stated on today earlier in a in a uh, in a conference call that if the NFL season happens during the second wave the season may not begin and those are the words from dr fauci the highest expert in viruses here in the united in the world i want to say so and with the cases going up you know you just in the in the states are relaxing 
the stay at home and the now they're relaxing some of the covering over the mouths. I I don't know. I just don't know. But I know I love sports and I want everybody to be safe out there. And I thank the essential workers out there who are working at the at the grocery stores, at the Walmarts, at the Sam's, at the gas stations, at the restaurants that only have drive throughs Thank you so much for that. That that means a lot because if it wasn't for those guys out there doing what they're doing, we wouldn't be here, obviously, and not would be here uncomfortable. We'd be uncomfortable. Nowhere to go out and eat, but now we still have places to eat. We still have places to do, things to do, but of course on a limited basis. But yeah, it's a it's, it's a grim situation. Uh, you got players in Alabama. You got players at the University of Texas. College kids coming in to work out, and they're t- coming in. They're coming in with COVID. Some of them, and then when one gets it, it spreads. You know, it's uh, it's kind of scary. But back uh, baseball, um, they have a lot of work to do. Uh, Let's talk NFL. Let's do it. Uh, let's do, start. Let's start we off. do have fantasy. We have we have the next three players on my big board. That is right. You. Okay, for those who did not check in last week, Alex, I'll give actually, you the rundown. Go ahead and give them the rundown of last week's first three picks on your fantasy football team. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance for your home, auto, motorcycle insurance. Call Progressive, 1-800-PROGRESSIVE, or visit Progressive.com. Alex, let's hear your picks. So for this upcoming 2020 NFL season, I've got my fantasy football big board, the first round all the way completed. If you didn't hear last week, I went through my top three on my big board, all bell cow running backs. Number one was Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. Number two, Saquon Barkley of the New York Football Giants. And checking in at number three was Ezekiel Elliott of the Mm. Dallas Cowboys. So I've got number four, five, and six for you this week. Let's not waste any more time. Coming in at number four, it's our first non-running back. It's a New Orleans Saint wide receiver, none other than Michael Thomas, who had 149 receptions last season for 1,725 yards to go with nine touchdowns. I gotta put him in my top five. Had an unbelievable season last year. Don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Still got the same quarterback throwing him the rock and Drew Brees. So I've got at number four on my fantasy football big board, Michael Thomas. Good pick. Number uh, five. Good pick. Right after. And this one comes with an asterisk right next to it. Number five after Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Michael Thomas. Checking in, Dalvin Cook. Running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And the reason I hesitate to put him a little Very higher. Good. Yeah, that's, 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 that is, I was, we want to talk about this. How Dalvin McCaffrey Cook is has talking about holding out. Da- yeah, he's talked about holding out. Dalvin Cook, there's talk about him holding out until he gets a big contract. The reason I've slotted him in there at number five, I feel pretty confident. The Vikings have lost a lot of big-name players. I think they lost both their corners in Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes. They lost some big-time players up front on that de- on that defensive line. They lost Stefan Diggs. So there's a lot of players in that organization who they they cut ties with or traded away. Um, so I think they've got the funds to pay a Dalvin Cook, and I think that they're going to want to make sure they get him in there solidified by the time camp comes around or the time, you know, the first game comes around because that's kind of who their offense runs through now. You've got Thielen, you've got, you've got Kirk Cousins, my guy, Kirk Cousins, Michigan State. Michigan State. Who does who does the offense run through the bread and butter Dalvin Cook who in the backfield you know, established the run? He had over a thousand yards rushing last season, two hundred and fifty carries for eleven hundred and thirty-five yards. He averaged four and a half yards a carry, had thirteen touchdowns to go with it, and that's just his rushing stats. He also had fifty-three receptions for five hundred and nineteen yards. So fantasy points, know, big time. Fantasy he's, points, big. He's averaging ten yards a clip, 
on passes caught. So I'm slotting him in to round out my top five. Um, and that is with an asterisk next to it. That's assuming he gets a deal done. If the deal gets done, we might slide him up a little higher. And none other at number six, another New Orleans Saint. So it's Alvin Kamara. I mean, the guy didn't have the best season last year. He was a big disappointment to some, went in, you know, at least the top three picks of most, if not all, fantasy drafts. And, you know, a down year for him was 171 carries for 797 yards at 4.7 yards a clip. And it's like he had five touchdowns. Well, get this. He had 81 receptions for another 533 yards and a touchdown to go with that. So the guy is just so explosive. Um, he, he didn't land in my top five due to the kind of down year he had a season ago. He had some injuries, but I assume if he can stay healthy this season, that explosive New Orleans Saints offense, Alvin Kamara is going to have a big year, and he, he he's in my top six. So just to quickly go down your top six, ladies and gentlemen, of Alex's fantasy uh, picks brought to you by Progressive Insurance, Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers at one. Shaquan Barkley, Giants, number two. Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys, number three. Michael Thomas, wide receiver out of New Orleans at four. Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings at five. And rounding out the top six, Alvin Kamara for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, quickly, Elliott at Cowboys. Are uh, What's going to happen with that eventually? In terms of? In terms of playing, I, I think with his... With, with, the, with the condition of, of COVID, where I, I do you feel like maybe you should maybe uh, make an adjustment, or you're gonna you're gonna leave him at three if he's at full, and if he's I'm gonna leave there... him at three right now because he's a bell cow and he's got the virus now, so I think he's got so much time till the season he should be fully recovered as long as we're playing games. I mean, he is the focal point of that Dallas Cowboys offense him dacking Amari Cooper. So I've got to keep Zeke there locked gotcha. in there at number three. A very interesting scenario pops up when you mention McCaffrey and Delvin Cook. Uh, McCaffrey is the highest paid running back in the National Football League. Delvin Cook during the offseason says that I should be in those numbers as well. Hence the word holdout from Delvin Cook. You mentioned there could be a deal done which would make him probably the second highest running second highest paid running back this year. Uh, what are your what are your what is your perspective about Dalvin Cook in Minnesota playing a full year? You know, I'm confident. I think that Dalvin Cook is their bread and butter on offense. They've got a very solid offensive line there in Minnesota. He had a spectacular year a season ago and when Minnesota had their most success, it was relying heavily on Dalvin Cook. So I can't imagine Minnesota going into this season and saying, hey, we're not worried about it. We're not high prioritizing getting a deal done for Dalvin Cook. I think they want to run the offense through this guy. So they should pri prioritize him and, and make sure that he's got a deal in place and he's happy and ready to go for the season. Like I said, you know, they lose Dalvin Cook or they trade him or not Dalvin Cook. They trade away Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. And so that's one less player they have to worry about paying. They they get rid of both corners. They get rid of Sendejo. They lose a bunch on defense. So there's just so many pieces that they let go of from a season ago. So I don't know why money would be an issue and they wouldn't make that a focal point to get Dalvin Cook the contract that he's looking for. As an owner, I would definitely do everything I can to keep Dalvin Cook happy. So I agree with you totally. I think that he will play out this season. He'll be a happy camper. I would hope so. I think I don't know if he's looking for a long-term deal or whatever, but I, I think you should make Dalvin Cook a priority on your list. So Alex, that's your top six fantasy picks next Seven, week. eight, and nine. Seven, eight, and nine next week, ladies and gentlemen, here on The Shoot. Uh, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. The top nine picks over the past three weeks, fantasy. If you want to win your league, you better tune in next week to get the first, the last three of the nine because Alex so far has been picking them for years and he is a known winner. So make sure you tune in next week for picks seven, eight, and nine. 
as Alex Javarski brings you NFL Fantasy Players 2020. Let's talk about New York, the New York Jets. We mentioned the Giants earlier with uh, Shaquan Barkley at number two. Let's talk about uh, safety in New York for the Jets, who are who's not happy. Uh, safety Jamal Adams is asking for a trade from the Jets. Uh, there is uh, he has no, but the Jets have noted they have no intentions of actually trading uh, Mr. Adams. So. What has brought about this, and how much of an effect would this play on the secondary of the New York Jets? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, this is the best player on the Jets roster, Mm -hmm. okay, bar none. This guy is one of the top-tier elite-level players in the entire National Football League. Every team would want a Jamal Adams. Um, and, And what was weird is... You know, I saw his Instagram post where he said maybe it's time for a new start or, you know, maybe it's time time to get out of here and this leave this situation. But it sounds like he was kind of disappointed in some of their comments that they made to him via social media and the way that they're treating him online. Um, you know, he, he thinks that owners and franchises are going to protect themselves. So why can I not look after my best interest as a player exactly exactly so i just read that before we got on the air but i mean adam Schefter tweeted out earlier you know look out for some of these teams these are the teams that that i would look out for to potentially land jamal adams and now you gotta let me pull it up because there's like there's like eight or nine teams teams out there yeah they're awesome the ravens the Cowboys. Oh, Could boy. you imagine if Jamal Adams landed on the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chiefs? Are you kidding me? If he went to the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Niners, and the Seahawks? I mean, these are all serious contenders. So if you're going to hold true to what Shefty's saying here, here are the seven teams to which Jets Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams would welcome a trade per source, end quote. That is Adam Schefter three hours ago via Twitter. Those are those are seven powerhouses. Strong right teams. I mean, Strong one player teams. could put them in the Super Bowl. I mean, if you had that presence on defense, someone oh, who's going to the roam Chiefs, the field. You know, they're, absolutely. They can, absolutely. Seahawks? You kidding me? Oh, boy. <laughs> the Niners? <laughs> I mean, these would all be Super Bowl contenders. So Jamal Jamal Adams, a, a guy who I really like. And there was noise, you know, there was all kinds of noise coming out of the Jets franchise months ago with, you know, Le'Veon Bell trade talks, Jamal Adams requesting trades. So he's clearly not happy there with the Jets. I'm sure he wants to go to a contender where, you know, he can have a better chance to win, but... You know, speaking of the Jets, I'm the Jets went seven and nine last year. They were and a hiccup away from making the playoffs, just to be honest. And the this, though, yeah. at seven and nine, they lost their QB for four games and Sam Darnold, he got mono. It's got like mono, exactly. I'm, I'm high as a Jets fan coming into this year. We were seven and nine last year. We didn't have our QB for four of those games. If we even went five hundred and you know, those games were nine and seven in the games that he missed. You're in so there. We, we bump up to nine and seven. You're in the playoffs. Now, you know, so I just can't imagine you. I want Jamal Adams in New York if if I'm a Jets fan. And I don't know why you're heckling this guy on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, well, I think he needs the respect definitely that he's earned as a player. So for him to be talked about in the uh, in the you know, New York's a tough, tough media city. But this is not from the media. This is from the fans. And, of course, you know, the Jets fans will tell you, oh, Jamal Adams ain't worth a six-pack of beer. But, you know, you look at it from our perspective, it's like, dude, he's one of the best safeties out there, if not one of the best NFL players. So why would you say something like that? I think it's almost like you're crying with a loaf of bread under your arms. You guys went 7-9 last year. Your starting quarterback, who is the future, was out for four to five games with Mono. He still went 7-9. and nine. Sam Donald is going to get you those wins. Two wins, you're 9-7, and seven, and you're probably in the playoffs. 
in the AFC, which is, you know, you, you no longer long have way. Brady and that you don't have Brady exactly. in that division anymore. It's like this is the year, if ever. So that's my take on it. I know a lot of people probably wouldn't look at the New York Jets and say, hey, this team has a chance to be a contender. They're kind of one of the laughing stocks of the team in a lot of guys' eyes. But me personally, I, I'm more of an optimistic guy. And like I said, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm really optimistic knowing we went 7-9 and nine last year. We, we had a good draft. We picked an offensive lineman high in the draft this season. So... There, there's a lot of big things to come for the New York Jets if, you know, they can stay healthy and keep a guy like Jamal Adams around because they've got young, they've got a young nucleus, and I think they're in a prime spot without Brady there in the division anymore to possibly steal that division. And they did lose a wide receiver, but, you know, like I said, they, they picked up a lot in the draft. You, you st- Your defense is, too, if your defense can score points, can get turnovers, keep the offense of the the opponent's offensive team off the field you can do some things give give your give your give your offensive team some reps give them some snaps make a difference and keep your opponent's offense on the bench you can you can make things happen and with Jamal and with all the other players there and with a strong quarterback at inning at seven and nine last year like I said you're doing well you are doing well and this is the shoot with with myself, Vincent Pride, and Alex Javarsky. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance for your home, auto, and motorcycle insurance. Give Progressive a call at one eight hundred Progressive, or visit progressive.com. Along with Ola Martin and the Martin Advantage team at Bliss Realty Insurance. If you're looking to buy or sell your new home, or even get involved in the real estate game. Ola Martin is your contact. Give her a call. 803-370-2665. Ola Martin is certified as a real estate agent in both North and South Carolina. And we're halfway through the show and we're going to check out the bottom half hour of highlights or the bottom half hour of news updates. Some other quick news out of the NFL today as well. Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, suffered a broken left foot during a workout with teammates Tuesday, and he'll be sidelined three to four months. So that's that's breaking news out of the yep. NFL. He's expected um, to start week one, though, right? He is expected to start week one. So I don't. I, that's what they're saying. Thank goodness, hopefully. So that's not a huge injury there. No, no, it's saying here I got an article pulled up on Roto World here. It says that would cost him at least the first six weeks of the season Mm. should the 2020 schedule go on as planned. Mm. So there you go. That's big news for the Niners there. That's huge news. Huge, huge news. he, He really broke onto the scene last year as a rookie for the Niners. That team went on to, you know, play in the Super Bowl, obviously. But what's funny... I went down a few years ago, his his last year with the Gamecocks in South Carolina, Debo Samuel, I saw him play. They were playing against Missouri. That's when Drew Locke, the oh starting boy. quarterback yeah. for the Denver Broncos, was in town down in Columbia. And this guy, Debo Samuel, he looked like a monster out there, like one of the biggest guys out there on the field. And just looked like he was huge in size, huge in build. And then I see him last year on the TV screen playing for the Niners, and he looks like a little guy. What happened? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, what happened? (laughs) You know, just getting around those bigger guys in the NFL, it's like, wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. So that's some other news. And some other news I I, I just wanted to ask you. I don't know if you saw them. Did you see the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers jerseys? I, I did see. I saw uh, Gronkowski's. I saw Tom Brady's. They look nice. They look really nice, of course. I was going to uh, ask your thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts are they look really good. You know, they I'm going to be honest good. with you. Tampa, the relationship I have with the Buccaneers owners, uh, part owners, that I've known since my uh, tenureship at the stadium of, for, for the Carolina Panthers. We have great relationships. Those guys down there are great people. They do a great job in front office. Uh, we have a great relationship. Uh, that's one of the teams that I've actually admired in style in terms of how things are run in the front office. 
and also in the operations side. So they are a very good organization along with the Steelers, along with the Vikings and a few others as well that we admire because of their historical impact in the NFL. So Tampa Bay is has always to me been a great team since since I've uh, since I've met a few staff members there. They've always been great. We have much respect for each other. They're a tough team. They're a tough out every year. But I like the uniforms. They're cute. Look, they're cute. They're cute. <laughs> I say that so Tom Brady can get mad and say, okay, they're just cute. Well, let me throw oh, seven TDs man. against uh, the Panthers. More NFL news. Josh Gordon seeks reinstatement to the NFL. Now, the free agent wide receiver, as you know, was suspended indefinitely last year in December with the Patriots. And now he is looking to come back into the NFL. And finally, in NFL news, if you haven't heard, Hard Knocks on HBO 2020 edition has been scheduled. It is scheduled to air its first episode on August the 11th, and it will feature, for the first time ever, the Chargers and the Rams, two teams on Hard Knocks. I don't know how in the hell they're going to do that, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hard Knocks 2020, August the 11th on HBO and that's your bottom sports news brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Uh, let's go back to Josh Gordon, man. I mean, wow, what a story has this been. What a story this has been. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, actually mean, thought, I actually thought that New England would be his home for a while. I really did. This guy yeah, I, was one of the most explosive receivers we've seen in a, a really long time. When he was with the Cleveland Browns, you know, you you looked at him and you said, "This guy's got got what it takes," and you know the potential to be really special. But he just got so many suspensions over the years due to marijuana use, and it and it's you know a lot of the states now are are making marijuana le- use legal. So. The NFL just passed something now. They can't suspend players. Yeah, they it can't. They can't. They can't receive so it's, suspensions. It's kind of like Josh Gordon. If he started his career now, I think he'd have had a lot more success. Would have been looked out a lot differently. But he. My big question is this: Would a team actually, uh, not just a team, but first of all, you have to go through the commissioner Roger Goodell and. Uh, well, that'll be on another episode of uh, the shoot. We talk about good old Roger and uh, his policies. But wait, can he be reinstated by the by the actual NFL league? Well, would they actually say, "Okay, we welcome you back in open arms"? There will be so many stipulations, so many drug tests, and, and you. Well, let me change that because you can't just do it because it, it, it's a mandatory thing. There are unannounced. You can have them at any time. But you, do you think with a inkling of a doubt they would do it with the intent just to make sure that he is on the up and up continuously absolutely you would because he is an investment you are investing money into this player whether it's uh, the minimum salary of 750000 or a one year deal for 1.5 mil with uh, incentives you know what first of all get back into the league second of all which team would take a risk on you because it is well documented I think everybody who is a sports fan knows the story. So you have to build up your to build up your reputation again. I mean, there's no question he is an athletically gifted individual, but he has a lot of ghosts going on, as we all do. Let's just say that I'm not bashing him from absolutely anything. We all have things to deal with. Ours are private, his are public. That's what it boils down to. That's exactly what it boils down to. So I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, I hope that he gets a second chance. I think everybody deserves a second or third or fourth or a fifth or seven thousandth chance because we just you just can't. You have to do that. It's it's the right thing to do. Now the old saying "fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me." That comes into it as well. But I really think that if he's doing the right things, if he's proven. To be that person who has changed, why not give him another chance? You know, but uh, that's just me saying it, of course. So uh, that's a whole different story there. Whole different story. Now, we, we also talked about something very interesting for all you Carolina Panther fans out there. 
there was uh, uh, Alex. Was it a? I'm trying to remember what it was. It was an article. It was a tweet. It was some type of communication regarding the Panthers and their all-time uh, greatest players. Yes. Yes. So the Carolina Panthers, if I'm not mistaken, came out on Twitter yesterday. Twitter, yes. And they put, choose your emoji goat. Saying, choose your goat. Goat stands for greatest of all time. G-O-A-T. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking people say, goat? What kind of goat? The Billy Goat is my favorite goat. <laughs> and the Panthers decided to only put three players on oh, that. My. Uh, bulletin of choose your greatest of all time. Number one being Julius Peppers. Number two being Steve Smith Sr. Number three being Luke Keekley, which I do believe all three players deserve to be on this list. Who's missing? One notable name left off of this list. Panthers could have put four players up here. They could have put eight. They could have put eight players. The Panthers are idiots. Like, I'm, so, I'm sorry to say it, okay? Like, I have nothing but beef with the Panthers. How are you going to disrespect oh, your boy. top player of all time? Oh, How many players in Carolina Panthers history have won MVP? And one. And one. That? And the guys left off the list, Cameron Jarrell Newton. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, and, and listen. What is the the beef? Did something happen here? I mean, something (sighs) had to have happened here at the end of this. This guy, this guy put the Carolina Panthers. I feel like he, the Panthers organization's price go up. I mean, the Carolina Panthers were a team that never were really in the national spotlight. Yes, they went to the Super Bowl with DeLome, and I'm giving you an outsider's perspective. For all you listeners out here, Vincent Pride and myself, we both worked for the Carolina Panthers organization. So, yes, we are technically both insiders for the Carolina Panthers. But I'm going to give you more of an outsider's perspective because I'm from Michigan. I grew up not being a diehard Panther fan. That was, you know, a team that I saw when I would come down here and visit family from down here. But I think, Vincent, it's going to be interesting to hear your perspective as more of an insider than myself, being from here, being way around the team more than I have been. But I just think that Cam Newton put the franchise, like I said, I mean, I don't know if this is dumb to say, but he, he boosted their value. He put them in the in the national spotlight. I mean, his swagger, his energy, kids love him. You know, he's like an idol that kids, and I'm not saying Smitty and Keekly and Julius Peppers, but like these aren't people who play quarterback. I just think Cam Newton is the best player the Carolina Panthers have ever had. And don't, that's not the discredit. I get it. Julius Peppers did it for so long. I get it. Steve Smith did it for so long. These guys are, you know, Hall of Fame worthy players. It's just, come on now. It, yeah, it's asinine to leave Cam Newton off the list. The one guy on the team who won MVP. I, I I'm curious to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Actually, I can't even get started. I'm like, pause. Right. Okay, right. I mean that was that right. was deep. I had to kind of right. dig deep for that one. But Hussein right. Muhammad, Stephen Davis, Jake Delone, Kevin Donnerly. Rodney Pete. These guys, Kevin Green, these guys, Dan Morgan, these guys were Carolina Panthers. Although Sam Mills. And you pick four players, which is fine. But you pick and I, three. And I, and I, and I, I picked they pick three. three. I apologize. They picked three. I'm so sorry. Look, I wish they picked four. But the players I just named are all former Carolina Panthers. Sam Mills is in the Hall of in the Ring of Honor. Steve Smith is in the Ring of Honor. Jake DeLome is in the Ring of Honor. Jordan Gross is in the Ring of Honor. But you look at and you could talk with any player who played 
during the time that Cam Newton played and what would they say? And this is what they would say. They would say Cameron Newton was one of the hardest working, fun guys, most intense competitors on the team. That is what they would tell you. When Cam Newton was drafted by the Carolina Panthers as an overall number one pick, Blythe College, junior college, 15-0, national, JUCO National Championship, Auburn University, 16, 17, and 15 and 0. National Championship Heisman Trophy. He is was not used to losing. This is what I said, and I wish to goodness. And there are some people out there who heard me say this when he first got drafted. I said, how would he react to a loss? How would he react to a losing season? And the stigma as he sat on the sidelines and put the towel over his head, that was something that caused a lot of controversy for the fans because it seems as if he was down on himself. He is one of the most competitive players. You, I can almost compare him to a basketball version of Michael Jordan. Competitive is not that he has the same tenacity. He hates to lose at absolutely anything, but he does what he has to do. In an interview after his first year, and I want to say with uh, 60 Minutes, uh, I, I forget the interviewer, but they asked him, what would you like to accomplish in football? He said, I want to make the most money I can while I can because I give my body up for this sport. I'm giving it all. So, yes, I want to make all the money as much as I can. It doesn't matter how I do it, but I'm going to give them 110% of his body. And, yes, he gave 110% of his body to this organization and yes it is wrong for them not to select him as an all-time great as a Carolina Panther it is not right I don't agree with it I think three players cannot summarize the greatness of this organization you left out Sam Mills you left out you left out Stephen Davis, you left out Jake DeLone. You left out Kerry Collins. You left out people who started this team and helped build this team from the ground up. You left out Cam Newton. Your one ever MVP. Oh my God. You know, and 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 I'm gonna be now here's the point. Now here's where we're gonna get deep from an insider perspective. I'm not on the outside, I'm on the inside, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Um I think Cam changed a little. I think as a first-round draft pick, one year in college, I think it would have been best possibly for him to stay in college maybe one more year. The league, the NFL does a funny thing to you. It does a really funny thing to you. It's a very business-orientated uh, league. A lot of people don't understand that. And when you come of fame on the level that he did, and I say he, he did a great job in handling it, but as time goes on, I think that something in those first five years might have been missed. And I'm when I say the first five years, and I'm saying the first five years of living, and I say living as in being out there and doing what you have to do outside of the workplace. He he did he does a lot of things for the community, yes. But as a person, it's almost I call it the Michael Jackson syndrome to where you don't have the opportunity to do the fun things you want because you're in the limelight. You can't go anywhere. You can't be you can't go anywhere without being seen or autographed or taking pictures. It's a funny thing. That is what the league does. It almost wants to isolate you at home because you get to a point you either love it or you don't. You love it or you don't. It is addictive. It's an adrenaline rush. I think that had a lot to do with it. Did it? Did it? Did it actually uh, hamper his game? No, it didn't. 
yeah, he started wearing the clothes from Paris and the, the FU Paris during the Super Bowl on the plane headed to uh, San Jose. But did he did he give all he could? He played he played the best he can. The whole team and played listen, the best I they think, could. And I think we're getting into more political issues. Listen, Absolutely. it said, who's your greatest of all time? Oh, goodness. Let's get out of all the what clothes you wear. Who is the greatest Panther player of all time? For me, it's Cam Newton. It's over a shorter period of time than the other guys they had on that list. Absolutely. He didn't have the longevity of a Julius Peppers, of a Steve Smith. The guy won MVP, meaning he's the most valuable player in the National Football League for that year. And no Carolina Panther player has ever done that. So the GOAT, the greatest of all time, it's Cam Newton even if it's only for a year. That's End right. of discussion. Yep. You left him off the ballot. You put him in there as a write-in. Come on. No, Carolina no. Panthers, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got Teddy Bridgewater coming up this year. <laughs> you, you hired a staff of players from college, a, a staff of coaches from college. You get rid of Ron Rivera. Uh, like, come boy, on, man. Yeah, I that just that have, hurt me. Oh, calm man. down, baby. I don't know what they're doing. I know. I need to calm down. <laughs> get off that wire, man. Come on. Get off that wire and get on what? If I'm getting off that wire, what am I getting on? You're going to get on to get on. That's what I'm get saying. You're going to get on to get on. on. That's right. That's You're going to get off that <laughs> But yeah, we obviously know oh, that there's a, there was a problem there with that. But, you know, I hope and I pray. And the, to Smitty, what I do to, I to stay Julius. On that wire. Yeah, you stay on that wire, man. You gotta go get that wire. Yeah, you know, that's really. what I do, Vince. How that's you gonna tell me not to be myself, <laughs> man? That's what I do, man. Listen, I'm on the wire, but I gotta get off every now and then, man. I'm, I'm on, on that wire, man. You need all your latest, all your latest up to the minute fantasy news and advice. You know who to call. Yes, you gotta call the A man. You don't call the A man, you are lost. That's what I do, man. No, that's what you do. And you know what you you're a damn good at it too. Everyone knows that I know it because you helped me win my league last year. What we got for the final few minutes. Final few minutes. Uh this day in history. Dun, 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 dun. Are you a golf fan? Big time. Big time golf fan. Back in 2000, on this day in 2000, Tiger Woods won the US Open by 15 strokes which is still considered the largest ever win in terms of strokes ever by a PGA or amateur golfer or LPGA golfer in the history of golf. 15 strokes. Now, for those who know golf, you understand what I'm saying. For those who don't, you might not know what I'm saying. So I'm going to try to explain it to you in about five minutes. Strokes are good. 15 strokes, uh, one stroke is good. If you beat your opponent by one stroke, you beat him by one. Let's just use the point system. The average winner in a PGA or whatever tournament, or just playing golf with a friend, the average win usually ranks, I mean, you, I can, Alex and I go out there and play, he'll probably beat me by four strokes, which is by four points out of 18 holes. So he basically, out of the 18 holes, he does well. well better than I do on four of the holes. There, and I just know that there are 18 holes. And in, in a tournament, there are, it's a three-day tournament. starts Thursday, Friday. I'm sorry, it's a four-day tournament, actually. So you, you take those holes and multiply them by four, and you get, what, 72 holes or something of that nature? I could be wrong. 18 times four to 50, uh, 56 or something, 52. Well, nevertheless, 18 holes, that would mean... Over a four-day period, Tiger Woods, no one, the only time someone was close to him was when at the beginning of the first hole. That kind of makes sense, right? Am, am I kind of explaining this right for those who don't know golf? You know, Your math might be a little off. <laughs> math is off, man. <laughs> math is off, man. I was on, I was on, math is terrible. My wife is the oh, accountant in the family. Math is terrible. I'm sorry. But in other I words, it. it's horrible. But he actually beats beat every. We're talking. Phil this Mickerson. is like equivalent to like an NBA team beating a team like a hundred and twenty nine to twelve or something. Thank like you. That. You know, Thank seriously. You. Yeah, I, we're dead serious. You, you, we we just can't make this stuff up. 
It's like you look at the box score and you don't even believe what the final score was. And I want to say he had two Eagles during that during that tournament. And I, I had a lot of birdies and maybe a couple of parts, but no bogeys. I don't think he had any. And like, we're, we're talking in lingo here. So it's like if lingo. the Carolina Panthers picks said, pick your go to golfers, <laughs> they'd leave Tiger Woods <laughs> off the list. <laughs> You just gotta they, let it go, man. You gotta get off that wire, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let it go. And we'll oh, be doing Panther games too, just to let you know. But that's fine. Oh, but you know what though? Man. We're gonna we keep going back to this because it's the truth. It was wrong. Yes, it is. But but Tiger, <laughs> you are so upset Tiger. about that. You're upset Tiger. about you. Know, we're gonna talk about the cam next week. But I'm upset. Tiger. With Tiger though, Tiger in 2000 was the man. I'm 15 upset. strokes, 129 to 30. That was that was that's the equivalent of how he played versus other players. So it would be like the Lakers 129, the Spurs 30. That's how much of a gap he won in a tournament. Just to give you an insight, insider look at it if you compared it to another sport. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So this on this day, back in 2000, that occurred. And of course, Clayton Kershaw threw a no-hitter also on this day uh, in 2014 for the Dodgers. 16 Ks. Do you remember Clayton Kershaw? That's MLB? my guy. Yeah, that's your guy. Yeah, I knew that. That's my why guy. I brought it up. That's your guy. I brought up your guy. You didn't think I did, did you? No. Yeah, see? I got you. The Panthers would leave him off of their greatest <laughs> Dodgers list. Uh, breaking news. Serper just got cut again. Serper did just get cut again. <laughs> oh my That's God, right. Is, That's right. I don't know. They, they got to stop cutting Serper. Oh, I, they, wait a minute. And they just hired the bear. <laughs> <laughs> the bear from Baylor is the new mascot bear. for the. That's it. That's the Carolina one. Carolina Bearcats. Or Carolina That's Bears. That's the one. Yeah, wow. But wow, uh, unbelievable. Uh, we've, we, we've hit on some great points. Jeez, uh, give Josh a chance, man. Would you give Josh Gordon a chance? I'd give him a chance. You give him a chance? I'd give him a chance. I would too. I mean, what can he. What, listen, I mean. He just was on the Seahawks roster. Yeah. Just so, last yeah. season, the Patriots yeah, give, and the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, the guy can still play. Give him a chance. One more been, item. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I, I've been reading my Bible a lot lately, and, you know, there's a there's a verse in there, and you you hit it on the head. Give give a person a, a second right. and a third a chance. Third but exactly. How seven many times, times did 70. Jesus say forgive? Seven times seven hundred. Seven times seventy. But that's, forgive. Don't, 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 don't. We need more yeah. love out there. Yeah, don't Come think on, guys. I, I just, okay, I got to give you all this scrutiny and hate in this world right now. God, do we want? We need show that. love. I just read a Bible verse today. You know, it says, "What you have done for others, you have done Good for me." For your, that's right. So for you, that's right. So that's a, that is that is right on. I like that. Seven times seventy is not one hundred and forty. So that's my terms. answer. Yeah. I'd give him another chance give him as many chances as you'd like well you know i'll just i'll give him another chance give him a, definitely give him a chance and the pistons also hired tony weaver as the general manager weaver agreed to a four-year deal he becomes the ninth black general manager in the nba he was formerly the vp of operations in oklahoma city so congratulations to gm weaver in detroit the pistons uh that's our that's our that's our Final news story of the day. Um, we need more love, though. Yeah, you hit it right on the point. You hit it right on the head. We need more love out there, man. We hope Major League Baseball gets started. We hope everybody gets started in a safe manner. If it's if for right now, as I stated earlier, I would pause it. I would pause it right now. I would, too. I would, Definitely. too. I do like that hire out of Detroit, though. That's my home state. You know, I'm diehard Chicago, everything. That's where my dad was born and raised. So born and bred into the Chicago lifestyle. But being in Ann Arbor with the 05 Pistons winning the title, um, huge fan of that hire. Look what that guy was able to do in, in Oklahoma City, getting exactly. Durant, Harden, and Westbrook all on the same team. So excited for that hire. 
for the Detroit Pistons, hoping that can get them out of the slumps and get them back prevalent again like they were years ago. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of 730, the game ESPN Charlotte, you've been listening to the shoot.